Hello, hello, and welcome to Building Better Brands, the podcast that features local small businesses centered around the greater Detroit area. I'm your host, Amy Angel, and I'll be sitting down with these business owners to talk about their journeys and lessons learned, and even ask them for advice they may have for any of you who are also interested in becoming an entrepreneur. So sit back, enjoy, and spread the love by sharing this with your favorite small business. So hey, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Building Better Brands. And this is a Monday, it's about to storm, and I am sitting here at the Ross School of Business in their very cool digital media studio. So shout out to Dylan uh, and to one of my team members, Ethan, for being with us. And we've got a special guest, Nikita Harris. Harris, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, hey, Nikita. (laughs) Hello, hello. So welcome, and thanks for joining us. No problem at all. I appreciate you actually having me here. Oh, wonderful. So um, everyone, Nikita Harris is a young female entrepreneur, and uh, she's here to tell us all about her story and and her business ventures, plural. <laughs> so Nikita, take it away. Tell us, tell everybody a little bit about you, your story. That's Who so is funny. Nikita Harris? The story of Nikita Harris. That's so awkward. Um, my story. Where do I start? Where do I start? Wherever you want to start. Um, let's say. So I am born and raised in the city of Detroit. Um, I went to, I'm a West Sider. Mm-hmm. So I went Bagley, Bobin, Mumford to everybody who has gone to Bagley, Bobin, or Mumford. Let's go. <laughs> um, Mumford looks amazing now. Um, but I went to those three schools and then I left the city and went over to Grand Valley State University. And so I stayed in Grand Rapids for about eight years. Okay. Um, I didn't really think I would come back to the city, which is oh. really crazy that I'm here, right? Okay. Um, so I got my degree over there in nonprofit and public administration. Okay. And so I started up with Boy Scouts of America right out of, um, well, I actually was working it while I was in college. Okay. And so when I got out of college, I went full-fledged into Boy Scouts. And so I thought that I would stay over there and keep moving around in the Grand Rapids community. Um, so I was working with Scout Reach over there, which was a program that went into GRPS. And we helped families that could not start Boy Scout troops. Mm. So to start a troop, you have to have um, a few adults that are able. Mm -hmm. And when you say able, you speak of like no felonies. They have no background because you're not dealing with just your child. You're dealing with other people's children as well. So you run into a little bit of a problem um, when you hit into inner cities when it comes to having um, parents that can help. And actually have the time to help as Mm -hmm. well. So Scout Reach was an outreach program that actually went out into the community. And we took our totes and we had our Boy Scout uniforms on. And we went out to different after school programs. So every day of the week, Monday through Friday, we had an hour and a half that we would spend with a different school within our group. So every Monday they were expecting us. So, you know, it's fun and it gives meaning to what you're doing. So my degree started off in psychology. <laughs> you think you know what you want when you go to college, oh, yeah. and then my everything daughter, shifts. She's, she's studying psychology at state right now, so we'll everything see. shifts. So my thing was, once you're done, they did, it was like my junior year going into my senior year. They say, well, you know, with a psychology degree, we're going to get you ready to go right back in school mm-hmm. and do and. I was like, what? Right. Who's trying to go right back to school? Right. No, I need a break. Yes. I don't know if I want to spend more money. <laughs> that was not the goal. I decided that psychology was not the route that I wanted to take, which is really funny because I only had um, three more classes to take. Okay. So I was already up into my 300 level classes, and I decided that I was going to shift what I was doing and go with where my passion was. Okay. And that which... was, was nonprofit. So I was already volunteering um, with Into the Streets, which is a program that I pretty much formed um, with the student life. And Into the Street was we'll take college students. So we would take the Grand Valley students and I would look for different volunteer opportunities within the city. So if I could call, like now um, I do the same thing within my org, but I would call, let's say here it would be Forgotten Harvest and then you would call a food pantry. Um, You can call um, 
a farm, mm -hmm. you call different places and see what their volunteer activities would look like, how long of a time they would need volunteers, mm -hmm. if we could bring volunteers out, and how we can set it up so that every week on Fridays, I can go into the streets. Mm -hmm. And it became something big because not only— So you're only, a saleswoman too then? Well, you know what's funny is that I hate sales. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> 25 plus years of marketing and sales and I hate sales. Yes. because I it's hate so, people for money. I know. It but seems I love so talking icky. to people. And that's what it just flows with no problem. They want to just give you their money mm. when you're just talking. <laughs> Let me talk to you instead of just pitching. Right. And we'll get something going. Right. But... It was more so when you think of college students, you have some people that love to volunteer. They feel like they want to volunteer. They want to give. Then you have some people that have to do it. Mm -hmm. So Either way it goes, you're going to get volunteers, whether you have to or not. I'll sign your paperwork. Just come right. on. So every Friday I had a sign up. Let's say you don't want to go here. You could see the next two Fridays out. So you can sign up for one of those. A lot of my volunteers were repeat, but then some of them were just people who just heard about it and they wanted to come out and try it. So that's how I really got into volunteer coordinating. And so when I switched over to nonprofit and public administration, it just flowed. And the things sure. that I was learning was more so stuff that I see in action, but I never knew the, the background of it. You know, there's always something more into something mm -hmm. that you're doing, but you don't realize that somebody's niche down on that. And mm -hmm. that's the actual thing. So volunteer coordinating was like a real passion. So when I, <laughs> I left for money, mm -hmm. that's what well, we do, right? Mm -hmm. And so I left there to go to Target because it's a huge pay difference. Mm -hmm. And I completely disliked it. Mm. Completely. What didn't, what didn't you like about it? It was... It wasn't the hustle and bustle of what I was used to. You know, in a nonprofit, you don't have a lot of staff. Mm -hmm. So you're always moving. You're always on the go. You're always thinking mm -hmm. of what we're going to do next. Target is not that type of flow. Mm -hmm. So whereas I'm like, let's get these registers going. Let's get this planogram put mm -hmm. up. Everybody's like, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> and it got to a point where I didn't feel that I was needed like I like to be needed. Mm. So I removed myself from there and I came back home. Oh, so this was Target and Grand Rapids. No, this was Target. Target, they picked me up from a job fair in Grand Rapids, and they took me to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, okay. <laughs> so weird, okay. right? Okay. But I went because I got paid for the the travel, and then it was a huge bump from Boy Scouts. Mm, well, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yes, catch me well, at we're Target. we're not nonprofit to make a lot of money, yes. usually. So I realized there that, I would prefer to stay in my passion mm -hmm. than to go for the money. So when I came back here, I became the farm volunteer coordinator for Forgotten Harvest. Okay. And I loved it. And it was like so much active work that my body was in shape. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is it. Um, so I did that for a while. And then money once again, my one of my volunteers was a manager at CVS. He was a district manager and he tried to get me numerous times and numerous times. To come to CVS? Yes. And I didn't want to go. But you did it. I'm but here. eventually I'm I did it. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what did you do there? So I was a store manager at CVS for four years. Okay. And this and is back here, back home. This is back okay. here. And that was fine because CVS, uh, they give you a little box store and you don't have many employees. And so you are always on the move and you're always going. And I love the... I love the always moving. I love to going to help out other stores. I love the being in the community. Um, at CVS, I could make the decision myself as a store manager to say, Amy, you're having an event? No worries. I'll give you snacks. And I could just, you know, mark it down on my P&L and give out to the community what I wanted to. So yeah. there was firefighters that would come and get pallets of water. Like there were different things that I can do to donate. And as long as it said, you know, sponsored CVS, CVS was happy to oh, yeah. be sponsoring everybody, right? So I love that part of it. Um, but you run into a lot of different things. CVS started to change over their culture. Um, instead of it being a front store and a pharmacy, it started to be a one store. So instead of having mm. two different DMs, there was one DM. And instead of me just worrying about my shrink and my sales for front store, now I'm worried about 
sales and pharmacy. Right. And then we're <laughs> you take into consideration the PL back there. Mm-hmm. It's like, where are all these pills going? And so, <laughs> but you find that when they drop on the floor, you have to throw it in the garbage. It falls right. over here, you throw it in the garbage. So it's a lot of different things and metrics that you have to worry about that you didn't have to worry about before. And it makes work a lot more stressful. Right. I can go somewhere else and not be this stressed. Right. <laughs> so um, I ended up leaving CVS and starting up Crafty Keats. Okay. Now this I don't know about. Yes. I thought you were going to go into Keats Productions. No. Keats uh, Productions is the second. Second. Oh, yes. my gosh. So Crafty Keats is still going right now. Um, I still have sales within Crafty Keats. I don't really pub it because it makes its own money in the background. Um, so Crafty Keats was my crafting company. And I made T-shirts and baby pillows, um, like baby boxes that have like bottles, bibs, <laughs> shirts. Um, and then I did... Um, the wedding boxes and that would have, you know, the wedding sashes, the crowns, um, robes, house shoes, things of that nature. So were you making these things that you put together? Or I make we... them myself. Oh, yes. okay. So I have a lot of, lot of stuff at home. But the thing is with Crafty Keats, I started off with this slogan of if you can think it, I can make it. That leaves you with a lot of product that you're not touching anymore because they thought it, but nobody else is thinking that. <laughs> So I said, I have to tailor back from that and I niche down on just working with baby items and wedding items. But then that led me into event planning because you tell somebody, oh, I only do wedding stuff. Now they want you to make centerpieces. Uh, Right. And so then you're making centerpieces and then you get into other stuff and you realize there is a large want and need Mm -hmm. in in the event world. And I grew to just love it. So that's how Keats Production came along. When I, when did you form Keats Productions? Keats Productions was in March of 2020. Okay. And I started Crafty Keats in, it was November of 2013. Okay. So Crafty Keats has been going for a long time. So Which is nice because that's passive income. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. so you get random, well, it's not random because people know what they yeah. want, but you get pillow requests or elephants and things like that that you just do in the background right. and I make them but it's not a lot of work and effort put into it you just design it real quick print it out right. and you send it off um, but with craft well with Keats Productions I've more so honed into it because this is my baby now <laughs> so it started off just being me decorating tables and doing chair covers to me actually having fun with doing faux flowers uh-huh. and making centerpieces um, and then I went over to doing balloons your balloons are out of this world thank you thank you I follow you and yeah I mean do you do those yourself I do I learn something every time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the colors and the sizes and the, yeah. It's a whole art. Like, when you think of, um, like, actually putting the colors together Mm -hmm. and what will work and what won't work, clients all have their idea Mm -hmm. of what they want. But when you put the color spectrum into it, they're like, oh, I guess that would look better. But a lot of people don't realize that there's an art to actually matching the colors and what will look good and what will bounce off. So you obviously have a good, good eye for... I've done a lot of training in the balloon world. (laughs) I've done a lot of training. If you could see, I'm going to do. That's why your psychology and then your nonprofit, that came to use in balloon making, right? It does. (laughs) It does. People don't realize it. Maybe psychology. There's great psychology behind color and what color means. There's a great psychology behind everything. (laughs) Everything that you can think of, you can map it back to psychology. So I I did the, the balloons. And I started training up in that in 2020. Okay. So I'm which must have been hard. It must have been hard because of COVID, though. Were you getting very many COVID, events? COVID shut me down for about three months. But I pivoted. Instead mm-hmm. of sitting and saying, you know, there are no events and I'm not going to be able to decorate and I won't be able to do this. I decided that instead of focusing on decorating, I need to focus in on other things that people need. Okay. And I really worked in on my back end. So instead of me talking to everyone and me doing everything myself, I started thinking of how can I take things away from me and how can I automate it? So during COVID, I looked into a lot of different systems that I can use. Mm -hmm. And I use 17 hats now. And I've honed in on it. So 17 hats is where my payment processing is. All of my contracts are in there. Um, My email templates. uh, Oh, So my workflow, um, when it comes to balloons, like I used to, when someone would contact me, I would say, hey, how you doing? This is my um, questionnaire I'm going to send over to you. 
but I would tell them that it's coming so mm-hmm. they'll know to expect it. And because I didn't have anything to tell me that they received it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just going off of you saying that you got it or you didn't get mm-hmm. it. Whereas now my system tells me when they open it. That's awesome. So I don't have to worry about if they received it or not. So why did you pick 17 hats? I actually, I'm the queen of Google. And I uh-huh. Googled um, to give me the best um, systems for event management. Mm-hmm. And they gave me, um, it was like four systems that I just looked between them and mm-hmm. I looked at the pricing structure, um, what all they offered, um, if they had templates themselves. Mm-hmm. Because when I started, I didn't have any. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to pay for copy yet. Yeah. Um, so I looked to see who had templates, um, who made the process easy when it came to putting together a workflow, ways that I can automate it. Mm-hmm. And they worked best for me. Um, and then I was working with a... a I guess she's like an event professional um, strategist. Um, Through 17 Hats? No. Her name is Precious. Okay. She uses 17 Hats. And so she sent out a, when I said that I was looking for them, and I said, you know, 17 Hats look really good. She said, oh, I have a a code for 17 Hats if you want to use it. And so the code gave me 17 Hats for free for a year. And then I paid for one year. This is great for listeners to hear about those who are also wanting to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so that's that's great advice. And it's amazing because um, I have a friend that's a photographer. Mm-hmm. I give with 17 hats. When you go in for the yearly, you have unlimited amount of profiles you could have. Get out, so huh? I have Crafty Keats as a profile. I have Keats Productions as a profile. Um, I started up M Her, which well, I was talking I to you about. Hear about. Yeah, that. we're gonna talk yeah. about that in a minute. But M Her has a profile. Okay. Um, my sister has a um, a catering company called Shars Catering. She has a profile. Um, and then my friend Sean, who does Sean Photography, she does all of my photography things. Okay. She has a profile on there, too. Uh, under yours, though. Yep. Yeah. So, but the way it is, is that I can send you a link. So let's say you say, I want to try it out. And uh-huh. just see what it is. I can say, okay, Amy, no problem. I'll send you a link and you can sign in. And then it'll tell me that Amy has started up a profile. Okay. And so I can see what you have going on. And I can tell you like, oh, no, that workflow won't work. You need to move it around like this. And I can move around things for you. Uh-huh. Or I can teach you the process of how to move through it. So that if you decide that I want to do my own, I don't want to be in yours yeah. anymore. You can. But if you want to be, you can put in your own payment processor. You can do everything like it's your own. You have hmm. your own login. I'm really intrigued. And everything. Yeah. I so, might just reach out. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I told. Sean, she was saying that the way that her processes were going, people could pop in and just change around their time. But she's a photographer. Mm-hmm. You can't have your clients just changing no. around their times. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to send you a link. And then you can get in there. And once they schedule it, you have to approve any changes. Okay. And so I can't tell you how many other processors there are that work the same. Yeah. But this one works for me. And you have to find what works for your business, hone in on it. And go. Right. And so. Well, it sounds like you've found some, a really nice tool that streamlines everything for you. Yes. Streamlines everything for you. And because you're a mom, right? Mm-hmm. You have a couple of kids. I'm a mom, too. I mean, we're juggling a lot when we're business owners and moms and um, community members and, and sisters and, and all, you know. Oh, oh, my yeah. gosh. Time is time management is pretty hard. <laughs> Yeah. Anybody who asks me about work-life balance, I, I'll never pretend that I got it straight I because I just don't really have great work-life balance. I'm all in 100, 110% whatever I'm doing. So <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> My thing is, I don't think that there is really a balance. I right. think that that's something that they put in the air oh, and now people just take it and right. run with it. It's like asking, what is your passion? Come yeah. on. I can't just... What yeah. do you love? Right. Life. Right. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I always say that you have to find time to put everything mm-hmm. somewhere. I'm really big on making lists. So if Me I too. can make a list on Sunday of everything that I need to get accomplished this week, then I'll separate it out mm-hmm. between my days. Um, there are certain days that I only do financial things. There are certain days that I only do like my lives and things mm-hmm. for social media. There are certain days that are only scheduled for the family. I don't mm-hmm. care what you're talking about. You're not getting in here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you so have to important. block it off. And so yeah. my thing is I tell everybody if you time block, You'll work out your day better than mm-hmm. saying, oh, I can handle this and I can handle mm-hmm. that and I can do that. Because a business call that's supposed to be an hour, we're running to an hour and a half. Right. And uh, 
a meeting that's supposed to be two hours turns into three. Mm -hmm. And then you're looking at your time mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, man, I got to rush and I got to rush. I am not good with the anxiety of being in a rush all the time. Oh, me either. I am right. not. It's, well, I and you want to be present with whoever you're speaking yes. to or whatever event you're in, whatever, you know, party you go to. or I mean, we want to be fully present. And if we aren't managing our time really well, it's yeah. hard to be fully present. And you're always thinking about something that you're right. not accomplishing right. yet. What's going on next? Yeah. You know, and we're, we've, we've got our phone here. We've got <laughs> our, you know, we're, if we wear a watch, we're looking at that. Yeah. So, all right. So Keats Productions has been, it looks to me like uh, when I follow you, a pretty big success. It's going. It's yeah. going. I'm improving a lot. You know, I worked with you. Yeah. So, yes. What was that like, by the way? What did you, did you enjoy working with my student team? It was amazing. Um, when you're dealing with students, they don't really know what to expect, just like you don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure like every cohort is different. But the team of girls that I had, they were really tuned in on what I wanted within the business, mm -hmm. which was really good for me because I'm really bossy. <laughs> I like things the way I want it when mm -hmm. I want it. Um, so it was really, really nice for me that it was more so where did I see it going? It made me feel more loose and able to release the rain of feeling like I had to have control. Yeah. So they were on the move as soon as I was like, you know, this is what I'm going for and I want to revamp this. And so they came up with a new um, like social media interface for me mm -hmm. for Instagram. Um, and I really honed in on the ideas that they had. A lot of my flyers and stuff I make myself. And so they told me like, it's way too crowded on your flyer. Get all those words off of there. Yeah. So um, they gave me examples of how to do it. So this is how it looks right now in your Facebook feed. This is how it should look. Uh -huh. This is how it looks right now. Have you implemented Instagram. any of their suggestions? Okay. If you if you look at the what they talked about and how my feed looks now, uh -huh. it completely revamped in February. Okay. And have you gotten any good results from the the modifications? I well, what I told them is that I wanted to change who my clientele was. Mm -hmm. And so my clientele has completely shifted. One, because oh, I set boundaries now. Okay. Where I wasn't setting boundaries before. Um, now I choose who my clients are and they don't choose me. That's a huge difference that me and the team talked about. Um, they said, well, if you don't want to work with them, why do you keep picking them? <laughs> Girl, I don't know. You're right. Let me change that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was more so before just going to where the money was coming from instead of targeting my message toward who I wanted my money mm -hmm. from and so that changed a lot of my outlook on how I wanted to go about marketing okay so I feel like it helped a lot if yeah. anybody is thinking about joining Amy with her class you would be crazy not to if you have the opportunity because Thank the opportunity you, just fell in my lap yeah and I was like I don't know where it came from did, but... did it come from DNAP do you, I don't remember either, but I, I partner know. with DNAP. And uh, so shout out to my DNAP friends. Uh, and most of my consumer behavior clients that we partner with in the uh, class here at Ross comes from DNAP. So, but you know what? I meet different folks and who knows? Uh, right. But yeah, you were quite popular because you you were the cohort leader. I know. So. You just made me the cohort leader out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you volunteered. You're like, well, I'll do it. And so it was like, well, we need one, Nikita. How does it look for you? I was like, well, I guess I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we had so much fun. We went to Bags to Butterflies. Yes, Wasn't that a fun time? It was. Michelle was amazing know, over there. I know. Yeah. Yes. I seen that you um, did something with her. And I yeah, was looking we, through your page. We did her website. We did a pitch deck, an investor pitch deck for her. So I'm actually going out there on Thursday to touch base and okay. pick up a couple of her bags, her luxury, her new luxury line. And yeah, I got two people on my team who worked on the pitch deck with me, a couple of her beautiful luxury bags at the ladies design. Hopefully they're not going to listen to this because I need to mail it to them before they listen to this <laughs> recording. <laughs> Because <laughs> now words out. Uh, so, you gotta get moving, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, okay. So that so the class was helpful, and you you've mod modified some things, yes. and something new is going on. So, what yes. are you up to? So, listen to this. So, all of the ideas that I got from the class, and all of the different strategic strategy classes and things I was taking, I decided that. A lot of the problems that I find in 
being an entrepreneur, being the leader of the cohort, I talk to a lot of different entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I realized that the problem is something that's ongoing. It's not just me. Mm -hmm. Um, Our cohort, we had men in it, but it was a lot of women that I spoke to very often. Well, the the minority owned business is is the 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 black female mm-hmm. is growing 60% faster than the white male counterpart. Yes. So that's a huge number. Yes. So so most of the ladies that I work with whether it's in a class project or in my consulting are women. Yes. Female founders. So okay, keep going. That's what I've noticed though. Yeah. So to hone in on where we actually need help, us women, mm-hmm. I decided to start up a speaking, <laughs> which went completely different. Nothing goes how I want it to go. I decided to start up a speaking engagement series where we would talk about motivating the female entrepreneur. It was called Motivate Her. Uh-huh. And we did our first uh, speaking engagement in November. And, and where was, was that? It was at Crystal Ray okay. in Southwest. Yep, know where that is. Yep. So it was over at Crystal Ray, and we had a group of women. It was five women who spoke on self-care. Mm-hmm. And so there was a weight loss coach. There was a mindset coach. There was a feminine coach, a black therapist, and then a resilience coach. And I hosted. And so I asked them questions that the audience asked, and it turned into something way bigger than I ever thought it would turn into. So So what did it turn into? (laughs) So a few ladies who were at the speaking engagement asked, you know, how do they join? Uh And there's nothing to join because it's a speaking engagement. (laughs) And so they said, you know, I think that you can have a community out of Motivator because you were speaking on a lot of different things that we need. Um, they said that it was a a space that they felt comfortable to not only talk about their business struggles, but they talked about struggles that they had from children, like right. childhood. Right. We had a resilience coach um, and the therapist was there. They talked about struggles that they had with their, their weight when it mm-hmm. comes to content and things like that. Um, and they had that conversation with our weight loss coach. When it comes to mindset, I'm really big on mindset. Mm-hmm. I told you I started in psychology. Um, but I, I like to let people know that a lot of the things that are holding you back is your mindset. Oh. It's you. It's not the world. It's not mm-hmm. what's happening. It is not that there aren't people who would buy. Mm-hmm. It's if we you. can if we can master the mental, then we can address the physical. Exactly. Yeah. And so when they asked me to make something, I changed it from motivator to Imher because I don't want anybody to be shunned by just the thought of, oh, they're just trying to motivate me to do something. Gotcha. So I, I took the name, the word out, and I made it Imher because it makes you know it's something feminine mm-hmm. because you hear her in it, mm-hmm. and it gives you the the curiosity to know what more it is that they have mm-hmm. to offer. So Imher is a membership community where we offer motivation to the female entrepreneur to be secure in her mindset, her money, and her mission. Mm. So the way that we set it up, those are our three pillars, because I truly believe that before you can worry about anything in life or business, you have to hone in on your mindset and control it. Mm -hmm. There's a difference in knowing that I have a fixed mindset. I'm not moving and I'm not making any moves and I don't think anything is happening or just knowing that I have a growth mindset. And so this is where I plan to take it. There is the thought of knowing it, Mm -hmm. but there's also the thought of making moves on it. You can have a fixed mindset now. And with help, you can change that to a growing mindset. Mm -hmm. You don't have to stay where you are. And so I feel like the first thing is knowing that in your business, it's the same way. Mm. Oh, sure. You can stick around with people who say that, oh, your business is small. Or why did you start that? Or you've been doing this for three years and you haven't made it anywhere. Or you can be around people who say you've been doing it for three years. It took me seven to make that move. But you don't have to take seven because I can help you along the way. There's a lot of people who are trying to reinvent the wheel when there's no need to. Right. Um, Women are, like you said, we're the biggest growing population in entrepreneurship. But everybody feels like there's a competition. Mm -hmm. Me and you can work together with no problem. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we say it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes it takes a village just to survive and thrive. And so, yeah, I'm always more the merrier. Yes. And it's all about your network. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that, like the the more that you pour into your network, the less you have to pour into your marketing funds. Right. 
That's a huge thing. (laughs) Marketing funds are what get a lot of people all of their business. Right. But if you pour into the people around you and build them up, Mm -hmm. then that is your marketing fund. Mm -hmm. And you're not using funds. Well, that's the fifth P that that people forget when you think about marketing. Um, And the fifth P is people. I mean, it's the most important. Yes. Nothing else really matters. I mean, it matters, but it just doesn't matter as much. So, yeah. You can make moves and Mm -hmm. rooms by knowing people that Mm -hmm. you can't by just having an education. And so that's what I try to get people to understand that before you can even focus on your mission or get people to be behind your mission or your vision. Mm-hmm. You have to have your mindset together um, because there are going to be a lot of people, a lot of people stick to my friends and family won't support me. Right. But once you get out of that mindset, it's not even that I truly believe this. I can't say how you feel or how the world feels, but a lot of people are stuck in what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of going into schools and talking to different children and you hear a lot of kids say, you know, well, I want to be an artist, but my mom says that doesn't make money or I want to do this. And Aww. the problem is that your mom has never touched the money that you can physically touch. Mm-hmm. Your mom has never been around the people that you can be around. Your mom has never had the influence that you can be. Mm-hmm. So it's all about getting out of your comfort zone and getting somewhere else. Like the the stuff that you talk about, Amy, there are people who have never been around somebody who even speaks on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't even know that it exists. But then you find somebody like you who's so open and like, oh, well, let's work through it. Yeah. And there are so many people who's like, oh, there aren't good people in the world. Oh, And it's because so you're sad. stuck in... Yeah. In that box, once you release yourself from that box. Right. But it takes being all... vulnerable, right, it does. Nikita? Yeah. Yes. And we, right, we have to have a little trust and mm-hmm. faith um, and open ourselves up to uh, those sometimes difficult conversations. And then we're like, wow, why have I been doing it this way? Yes. <laughs> So long. And you have to open yourself up to experience failure. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a lot. Yes. Um, When you think about like when I when I jump into MHER, I I stay on mindset a lot. But when you think about the mindset, growth comes through failure. Mm -hmm. If you've never failed, then you don't know what that growth is like because you're still stuck in that little bubble of I'm doing good. Right. But you can't you can't step out and reach that that next level. Yeah. Until you make a jump and you might fall flat. Right. But you might not. Right. You might not. (laughs) And you can get up. If you fall, you can get back up. Yes. So and holding it all in. I I'm a strong believer of the community. So putting it out there, it makes it so that other people are holding you accountable. If I say, Amy, I'm starting up in her next year. And then you see me next year. You're like, Nikita, how's in her? Yeah. I'm like, oh, didn't start that. <laughs> oh. You know, it's a whole feeling of, oh, Amy came in. I love that point. Yeah. yeah. So when Nothing you put it out with there, the little accountability. No, accountability, it, accountability moves you. Yeah. So are we going to partner in consumer behavior on Her then? Yes, All of right. course. Okay. Of course. I have well, such big ideas now. Oh, awesome. All right. So what what do we want to tell the listeners about MHER? Like what, what do you want them to come away with? Well. Like where can they find you and so, what can how can they get involved? And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about how they can sign up. <laughs> like you were talking okay. about at your, you know, uh, speaking <laughs> engagement. That's so funny. So. Um, you can find us on IG. We are motivator underscore CEO. We are also on Facebook as Mher, M H E R, just Mher. Um, there we have a group. Our group is growing daily, mm-hmm. and that group we do we go we dive into serious things that happen within the entrepreneurial world. So I do Motivational Monday Mm -hmm. um, every Monday and we talk about different things that the audience want to talk about. So um, it also, I also save it and I pin it. So if you're new to the group, you have the opportunity to watch different things that I've already spoken on. Mm -hmm. So we have like imposter syndrome, um, knowing your customer, Mm -hmm. um, how to do sales without being icky. 
there's a lot of different things that I touch on, but it's all about what the audience say that they need help with. When do they tell you what they need help with? I do different polls in the group. Okay. So I'll say, um, you know, what made you start your business? Was it because of a need? Was it because of something that you loved? Depending on what they answer, I structure what I'm going to talk about and what I speak about around it. Um, If a lot of people are doing it because it's a passion of theirs, Mm -hmm. I may speak about how you can grow more money from a passion. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole goal in MHER is to shape your mind Mm -hmm. so that you can focus more on your mission and get people to come in and follow your mission. And that is what's going to allow your business to make money. And so the end result is always money. I'm a strong believer if, if you have a business that is not making money, then it's an expensive hobby. That's not what we're going for right, right. now. So um, MHER is to streamline how you can make money in the end. But we also want to build a community of female mm-hmm. entrepreneurs that are focused on collaboration rather than competition. So okay. what we're bringing together is every month we do a speaking engagement because that's where it started. Mm-hmm. Um, this month we're doing your business. Well, your care is your business. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on June 26th. It's a Sunday from 12 to 5. It's going to be over at the Reveal Gallery in Livonia. Okay. Um, so we have four speakers. And I'm actually one of the speakers. So I'm going to be talking about mindset and how we can share shift your mindset to increase the funds in your business and bring in more people to support the business. I get a lot of questions on how did you build your team for Imher? Mm-hmm. I didn't build the team. The team built itself. Mm-hmm. But if you go out and express what you have in mind and express your passion, other people that are passionate about the same things will attract to you. Yeah. And that's how my teams are always built. I'm not going out like, hey, are you looking for right. more people? Or, so organic. I love it. Yeah. So I just, I do me and people come to me and we go with that because I'm not so for that, everybody, so, but I'm for somebody. Oh, well, you're pretty adorable. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, okay. So obviously guests would pay for the speaking engagement, yes. but you're, but outside of speaking engagements are, is it more of a, um, is your business model, is the pay structure like a subscription service or do they pay? Well, we m- have not even started the pay structure okay. Um, okay. for MHER yet. That's going to roll out later on in the okay. year, um, but it's going to be a membership program. Okay. Um, so the membership will entail you coming to the different speaking engagements for a lower or free price point. Yeah. Um, it gets you into, we have different things that we do every month. And so we have a meet and greet that we do every month, mm-hmm. um, virtual and in person. We also have a volunteer event that we do every month because that's my passion. And so I definitely want to hone in on what I believe in mm-hmm. and roll with it. Um, so we do a volunteer event every month and then we do some type of community event where we can all come in together um, whether it's a workout or mm. we always try to find another woman's small business to work with yeah so um, in July we're going to be working with soft sense that is a business that does candles mm-hmm. but um, her name is Erica she was actually one of my staff members over at CVS and this is what I mean about your network mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm small going with world. people that I know yeah. you know so um, I'm going to go with Erica over at soft sense and she is going to do a candle making um event with okay. us. And so we're going to bring in our our ladies and anybody else who wants to come, but the members get it at a discounted rate, mm-hmm. of course. And you come in and you get to hang with us and kick it with us. Mm-hmm. You can talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, but it's a place where we're always focused on business. Mm-hmm. We need somewhere where we can relax and kick back and just be ourselves. Yeah. And so we yeah, try to and do bounce one of those ideas events. off of each yeah. other. Yeah. So we try to do one of those. So every month you have in four events um, with our members. We expect you to be active in the community. Um, we expect you to bring other other members in because we like to go into our pool of members before we go to anybody else for Mm -hmm. things. So if you need something as far as marketing or things like that, Amy is in like our pool of members Mm -hmm. of people that you can talk to whether than going to somebody else who Mm -hmm. it's like, well, they may be good. I know Amy's good, (laughs) you know, so it's good to have your own group of people that you can reach out to because entrepreneurs are only growing. Right. Oh, yeah. The entrepreneur, small business is the yes. backbone of our economy. Yes, I've said grown. that forever. It's the only reason. Well, not the only. It's it's the reason I only partner with small businesses, uh, whether it's in business or in class projects. Yeah. Um, I mean, plus the small business owner has so much grit and, and grace and passion it, and focus and, yeah. and you want it so bad you just don't know how to go about yeah. getting it and that's what I love about it because you can see the passion they may want something completely different than I want and I may think you know 
oh, that's not the way to go about mm-hmm. it. But they have to try it their way and they have to learn mm-hmm. that either you're going to fall flat or you're going to soar. Right. It's kind of like a child. Yes. Yeah. And and it gives you so much more motivation mm-hmm. once you're doing it on your own. Yeah. So, so are you funding everything? Are you and the team that you've cr- that came to you? Are y'all personally funding this when you get your um, venue and you you know create your speaker panel? Or- well, the way that I go about it may be a lot different than other people. Um, the first one that I did, my best friend is the um, athletic director of Crystal Ray. So I had a little leeway yeah. in getting in there and playing around. Um, I funded the first event, but, you know, I do decor and things of that nature right. already. So I brought in things that I already had yeah. to make that happen. I partnered with the Golden Girls group. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I know who they are. It's a group in this. I want to say they're in the city. Uh, it's. Founded by a girl named Destiny, who was the black therapist that was on the. Oh, right. Uh, okay. So it was founded by her. Um, Destiny is from Muskegon, but she's now um, living here in the city. And the Golden Girls group is the group is a safe space for black women to be themselves. Mm. That's that's what they're so important. Is. Yeah. But they also have a podcast, which is the Golden Girls podcast. And they talk about different things that happens within the black female community. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have, um, they did Golden Girls Weekend, which if you follow me, you see me with the gold dress. Yeah. On. That was Golden Girls okay. Weekend. And so that was their Gilded Gold Dinner. Um, so they do Golden Girls Weekend and they bring um, black women together to just have fun. And so we did axe throwing. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was just fun stuff. It was nothing. I have yeah, I've related. heard about axe throwing, but I've yet to yeah, do it. It was fun. And so it was like a lot of different things that we can do with each other around yeah. in the city. And then um for Juneteenth, they're doing a um kicking it back with black fathers because you know Juneteenth falls on Father's yeah. Day. And they do that every year. And that's their one of their biggest fundraisers. And they raise money for um black women health. Okay. Mental health, because Destiny is a mm-hmm. uh, therapist. So they raised money for black women mental health uh, for that. And I thought that it was an amazing group. So last year for their Juneteenth event, I donated balloons. Okay. And so um, there were all Juneteenth colors, and I did an arch and four balloon columns. And so I gave like $850 away worth of balloons. That's and awesome. That's how I met them. So mm-hmm. I've only been in contact with the Golden Girls for less than a year. Mm-hmm. But it's an amazing group. But what you've done, Nikita, is you're, you're sharing with some other folks out there who might be listening how we can if we're we just need to be resourceful. Yeah. And and their ideas, it doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't. And sometimes it doesn't take any. I mean, somebody has something that you right. need and we it, can get speakers from right, here. We can get that right. from there. And then. Everybody benefits because then you put Golden Girls on your flyer oh, yeah. and you put Amy on your flyer. And then people are like, oh, who's Amy? What does she do? Yeah. You know, so everybody benefits when you bring it all together. If you run it like a community, mm-hmm. then you'll grow like a community. Mm-hmm. And when you're growing and everybody around you is growing, then the mindsets are going to shift anyway. Nobody's talking about each other. Everybody's talking about business. And yeah. that's what. I feel that the growth mindset is. Yeah, I'm excited to follow that. So, so I'm excited too. Yeah. You know, I'm going to scratch off. my head and think of what I can do to contribute. <laughs> if there's a if there's a little need in there, yeah. Yes. So most of the things that we do, I barter for it. And so the logo for Imher, I bartered with my friend Christine. Kristen from college. She owns Twenty One Designs. Okay. And I bartered balloons. For logos. Yeah. And so that works so out So that's for me. another great yeah. tip that some just don't think about. No, there's yeah. a way for everything. Yeah. So, Trading is, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And so there's always somebody who needs something. Whether yeah. it's event staffers or balloons yeah. or event decor. If you have it, I would say this. This is what my motto is. If I have it in stock. Mm-hmm. There's a way for me to make mm-hmm. something off of it, mm-hmm. whether it's you need it right now or you need it later on or you didn't know you needed it. But I'll let you know that you need it. <laughs> well, There's that's marketing at its best. Telling it, yeah. Convincing yeah. us we need something we didn't know we need. Yeah. You have a huge event coming. Oh, I don't need a flower wall. No. Yes, you do need Let a me show you wall. these pictures. Yes, because yeah. it's going to bring in this. And so then you end up giving them a flower wall and you get what you need. Mm-hmm. Nobody's coming out of money. Mm-hmm. Everybody's benefiting. And nobody knows that 
they didn't pay for the flower wall. Mm-hmm. So right. when they're posting pictures from it, they're still saying either you sponsored it or they're tagging your business. Right. In it. Right. Regardless. It's a win-win. It's a win-win because now you're being introduced to their audience where you didn't know their audience before. Yeah. So some people say, well, I don't barter. Well, then it's a missed opportunity. That doesn't work for you. But for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. <laughs> but bartering started off with just my friends. Yeah. And it started to grow into something that I did with people who are now my friends. Right. So in business, everything you do is all about making friends. And oh, getting yeah. Your name out Again, there back and, to the people. Yep. Yeah. So. so what else as we wrap this up? What at what? else do you want to share is there anything we haven't touched on so um this year i am really honing in on speaking okay so my first speaking engagement is the one on the 26th of this month so come out come out come out um i'm really excited about it kind of nervous and that's the one in livonia yes okay where's the where's the venue again it is at the reveal gallery okay and where would they register for the event it is actually on eventbrite Okay. So if you type in your care is your business, mm-hmm. you'll see it right there on Eventbrite. And we're looking for vendors as well as, you know, people just to come out and listen to us speak. Um, it's going to be way more than speaking because it goes from 12 to 5. Okay. And so we're going to have a networking time. Um, we're going to have time where you can talk to the vendors. We're going to give the vendors a chance to speak about their business and what they have going on. Um, each speaker is going to talk for 20 minutes. And so we have um, someone who owns a Yoni um a Yoni, um, she owns a Yoni business. And so she's going to be talking about healthcare in that way. Um, we have a doula who's going to be talking about healthcare after the baby and, you know, focusing in okay. on yourself and your care. We have a, um, athletic trainer, Ashley from, she's from the Ann Arbor area. I love her. I seriously drove 40 minutes every Tuesday and Thursday Get out. to work out with Ashley because she will she, whip you into shape. I love somebody to whip my butt. Yeah, she will. She will whip your butt. <laughs> Oh, we have. I have so many stories I could tell about my butt getting oh. kicked out there. Um, but Talk her and about her accountability. Husband, That's yes. a great accountability yes. partner. <laughs> and I drove yeah. for 40 minutes. Yeah. So you know that yeah. it was serious. Yeah. And she she will whip you right into shape. And it's more than just physical for her. It's mental and mm-hmm. it's what you're eating and what you're putting in your body. And it's more of a health conscious thing with Ashley. And so I brought her on to talk. So I know that she's going to kick butt. And then I'm going to get up there and I'm going to speak on um, mindsets. Yeah. You know, I'm really big on the fixed mindset and the growing mindset and keeping everybody in the growing mindset room so that you can take your business and your life or mm-hmm. your family or whatever it is that you want to grow to where you want to take it. There's so much possibility so, out here. So one more time. So go on Eventbrite yes. and go in the search bar and type in your care. Your care. Is and your it's, business. And it's your spelled out. Y-O-U-R, yes. not you are. No. Okay. Y-O-U-R. Mm-hmm. Your care is your business. Yep. Got it. And you're going to come it, June 26th from 12 to 5. Okay. We're going to have amazing food. It's going to be a brunch. So we're going to have amazing food. We have a lot of giveaways. Um, we have some amazing speakers. And the vendors are all um, saturated around self-care. And, you know, and are they all are. local? They are. See, that's good, too. Yeah. I'm all about supporting small and local. Yes, yes, so yes. Come so. on, y'all. Let's come out on June 26th then. Yeah, but we're going to have some fun. I cannot wait. The first event we had was really, really, really bigger than what I thought it was going to be. So this time I'm really planning for the crowd that we're going to get. And I think that it's going to be really amazing. I, I hope it is. This and is I'm a, speaking. So yeah, that's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Are you first, last? Where are you in the lineup? I'm last. Oh, saving the best for last. Saving the I best love for last. When I, when I can control the lineup, I'll be last. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going last. Um, and then this is just my first of numerous speaking engagements that I have lined up coming. So I have two um, that are coming down with Young Not Foolish. Um, which is an organization. She is a serial entrepreneur, Kendall Braxton. She is amazing. She's a wonderful woman to work with. Um, She brought the speaker out of me because I was like, no, I just want to (laughs) host. So she brought the speaker out of me and I'm just going to keep it rolling. So I have those two coming and then I have one that is on the we're on the fence in July. Um, That's another self-care event. And so 
You'll hear Nikita speaking somewhere soon. I'm going to yes. change up my name, Amy, and oh, it's going to be so fun. You are? Yes. I am going to start going by Coach Keats. Okay. So, you know, Keats Productions is, well, Keats is my name. My, right. my Instagram is Keita Keats. And then I have Crafty Keats and then Keats Productions uh-huh. as the businesses. And so I'm going to start going by Coach Keats. Okay. Um, and so I have an ebook coming out and... It's so oh weird to gosh, see. Oh my gosh, we need Keats. another. We need another episode just to talk. <laughs> we have got to chit chat because yeah. yeah, I have a lot rolling down. Um, and so in July, I'm going to bring out another speaking engagement that is just me as a keynote. Okay. Um, but I'm going by um, Coach Keats the Bull. <laughs> yes, because you know how I am, and my I have two coaching clients. And one of my coaching clients started calling me the bull on my lives. And you weren't born in April, it. were you? No, oh. I was born in August. I okay. Because, you know, I'm April Leo. and that's a Taurus or a bull. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you can't be April. No, okay. I am definitely a Leo. Okay. Um, but she calls me the bull because she says that um, I don't take no crap. And when I start going, that's... I'm like, wait a minute. And she's like, oh, here comes the bull. Like, no, that don't make sense. Let's back it up. <laughs> and, so, and so I said I was going to hone in on it. And so I'm going to start calling myself Coach oh, Keats the Bull. Love, 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 and love. Yeah. So marketing aspect, we're taking off with All it. All right. Well, so that'll be fun. Well, I'll have to come back on yeah. as, as the Bull. Right. And we'll right. talk. An update. <laughs> update. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Nikita, thanks for, thanks for hanging and chatting and thanks filling us in me. and being an inspiration to other women, no matter their age and where they are in their business journey. Yeah. I, um, there's no doubt others can learn a lot from you. So thanks for being an open book today. No problem. No problem. I'm always uh, an open book and a blank slate. So if you ever have questions for me, my inbox, my DMs are always open to you guys. Awesome. And- Awesome. Pop over and chit chat. I don't bite. You know, <laughs> no, you people don't. always think that, you know, um, when I respond back to inboxes, like after a live, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, you wrote back. Like, what do you think right. I would do? Right. You're human. <laughs> yeah. Right. And personable. You write to me, I'll write you back. Right. So you talk to me, I'll talk back. So even if you become huge, rich, and famous, you know, big, big star, you're still going to write back. I'll still write back. Awesome. And if I can, I'll have somebody else to write you back <laughs> for me. We'll sign it, Nikita, or Coach Keats the Bull. I love it. (laughs) Well, Amy Angel Marketing, all of us on my team wish you the best. Thank you. And can't wait to see M. Her grow. And um, and then we'll talk in the you know close maybe into the summer about partnering in the fall and getting some consumer behavior research done for M. Her. Yes. Then we'll get you on one of these stages to talk to. Oh, all right. I'll be there. We'll get Amy out here getting these people together with our marketing because you guys definitely whip me together yeah oh i really appreciate it of course our pleasure always well thanks everyone for listening and don't forget to shop small and local bye have a good one guys so that's another wrap of building better brands with amy angel if you enjoyed this conversation make sure to follow us on spotify and social media at at Amy Angel MKT. That's at Amy Angel with two L's MKT, which is short for marketing. See y'all next time. And don't forget to shop small and local.